Listeners, this is Amy. Dora asked me to do something today. He wants me to sum things up. Sum it up, he said. Sum up this first month. It's going to be a little tricky, but hear us out. All right, listen, guys. I'm, I'm, let's cut the bullshit. This is the podcast to listen to. Not if you're looking for hard-hitting facts. Not if you want to hear some experts talk about stuff. What happened in the first 20 episodes? Extemporaneous ranting. We sing, we nervously laugh, cry, hold back tears, get really angry, despondent, kids playing on the street, air raid sirens, ask bigger questions like, are we the bad guys here? What else have we done? Our partners, twists and turns, logic, and hardcore reasons, like, it's really wild times, like, it's like, it's more easy, it's more Wait, wait, I stop you. Oh my God, that's exactly what you're supposed to do with me. I'm like a kite that goes like really high and then you just need to like pull the string down to earth over and over again. That's who I am. <laughs> Perfect. So back to my story. I'm going to sleep. Wait, is your last name Con... Comet. It's Comet? Like comet, a com- like-, like a comet? Like a comet. Wow. You're going to edit this, right? Because it sounds ridiculous. I mean, we just met yesterday and I saw your last name in Hebrew and I was like, is it... It's comets, really? Like a comet? Where does that come from? From outer space. You are a bit of an alien. My family is from the moon. We live in a beautiful neighborhood in South Tel Aviv called Shapira, which I like to call Shapira Shapira. It's a beautiful kind of three to four floor zoned neighborhood, residential, the most ethnically diverse neighborhood in Tel Aviv. And our friends who have a shelter at home generously have invited us and other neighbors to come over and spend the day there. And we sat across from each other, which is where we met. Beautiful. Yeah, super beautiful, actually. This kind of like light in the midst of the chaos and the darkness. If 2,000 terrorists came into the States, it would be crazy. If on 9-11, some of the first responders were actually jihadists and they kidnapped people and they brought them back into New Jersey and then they started firing rockets at Manhattan and then part of Manhattan had to volunteer and mobilize and get their shit together and be soldiers and then go into this war and then show people the evidence. But then people in Canada and Toronto were telling them that they were full of shit and that they didn't know what they were talking about. You guys would be losing your fucking minds. I think I will put now a sound of drop the mic. Wow. There are so many things I want to talk about. Where do you begin when there's so many things that you want to talk about? I want to talk about everything from like the Enlightenment and Voltaire being an anti-Semite and how like the Enlightenment was also this age of Enlightenment but also that we have all these like new age people reaching enlightenment and in the process posting equivocal bullshit about what's going on here. And just, you know, uh, this kind of love and light supremacy that we're seeing in the new age space on Instagram, a, a complete inability to condemn the horrifying massacre you know, maybe, maybe we're going to be the ones that come to the rescue on behalf of liberals in America who, as an American Jewish liberal as well, I, I think that we've been too meek. We, you know, 
what is this future that people are working towards? You can destroy, destroy and rant and fucking wah, wah, wah and, and, and wish for that like restart button and wish for the whole thing to collapse. But what comes after that? What is that world? What is that future? Because that requires a creative impulse. That requires an imagination. That requires not only understanding where, where we are, but where are we going? Where do we want to even go? And I would love to know. I would love to know where people see this going because we're not going anywhere, Jews. We're not going to let ourselves be fucking wiped off the face of the planet. And this is only driving home for anybody who's like, we're going to, you know, justify the death of Jews and non-Jewish Israelis as a way of liberating another movement. Here, here's what it's doing on the ground. It's actually fueling Jewish paranoia about anti-Semitism. It's ostracizing communities. It's breaking down ties and collaborations and partnerships that have been growing and thriving for decades and centuries. It's putting up bigger walls. It's making sure that contributions will not be happening. I mean, I think it's one of the weirdest ironies that a bunch of people that are like dropping acid and like, you know, out there, like, you know, celebrating Jewish death, like who the fuck do you think invented LSD? It was a Jewish guy named Albert Hoffman. Like enough, enough. I don't care. I, I didn't, didn't watch news like forever. And yesterday, me and friends and a lot of people just sit and watch Biden live speak on the TV. And I waited like, like it was a concert. They said like in eight o'clock, he gonna um, start the concert. And in just like in like 9.30, he come to the stage. It felt like Tame Impala concert. I swear in God, like energy in the fucking air. And yes, he said like good stuff and it was really like heroic and very look like a scene from, I don't know, really cheap movie of Vin Diesel or something. But it was a bit exciting. Like, whoa, America is in the house. We are not alone. Like, it's going to be all right. He said in the end of the speech, like, if someone from our neighbors here want to start a war, I tell you, don't. Don't. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> and we're there, you know, with our bills, like, whoo. And it feels like, motherfucking America is in the fucking house. Whoo. <laughs> I have a hunch that those terrorists that came in, including the ones that raped and tortured and beheaded people with garden hose and burned babies alive that they were on this substance. Apparently Syria is one of the biggest producers and exporters of Captagon. And it's not only that it's one of the biggest exporters of it, it's one of Syria's biggest exports. In January of this year, we intercepted an illegal shipment of Captagon from the West Bank to Gaza, where the pills were hidden in the doors of refrigerators. So if we intercepted one shipment, I can only imagine that other shipments have already gone through or went through since. And then the question is, how many people are on this substance? How long were they on this substance for? 
On the one hand, sound crazy. On the other hand, I would love to try that. What? There is a Hebrew saying. I don't know if it's work in English. I will say it in Hebrew and you will translate. One line at a time, please, Dora. Okay. Any yeladim ra'im, yes yeladim shira la'em. There aren't any bad kids. They're just like kids that are going through bad things. So, en samim ra'im, yes samim shira la'em. So there aren't any bad drugs. They're just drugs that bad things happen to. I don't know. You know, it's like you can't, if you're a woman, you cannot show your nipples on Facebook or Instagram. I don't know about Twitter because I don't use Twitter. But you can write crazy, hateful Hateful is an understatement. You can write shit calling for the genocide of people and someone else could report it like I've reported. And then I got back these messages today that were like, thank you so much for reaching out to us. We checked. We we took a look at your request and um, we're going to respect respectfully decline because um those comments are in line with our community standards. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like my nipples aren't in line with community standards, but calling for women to be raped, tortured and killed are in line with the community standards. And if those are the community standards, like what? Like seriously, what? I am just like, and that's just like a tiny little sub, 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 sub footnote of many of the thoughts going through my head today. And it's not like the first time, but it's just like, didn't we already do this whole thing where like Mark Zuckerberg was like interrogated in front of the Senate or the house. And then they were like, we're going to do a better job at moderating. Like, we were involved in like the slaughter of Rohingya Muslims in Myanmar. And like, we did a shitty job moderating and they have like, there's like a fucking Facebook, like R and D site. Like they're, they're fucking Israelis working for Facebook and they can't moderate this shit. Like, and I imagine those people are called up to reserve duty. So like, where is the loyalty of a company that is employing so many Israelis? Like, what is going on? Okay, you believe in God, but why like you need to say like Allah Akbar a thousand times and like kill a lot of people? Like, what is the connection? Like literally, I see those Instagram photos like, are you fucking stupid? Like, what the fuck? Is that okay to say? <laughs> no, huh? <laughs> like Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. It does okay. not just mean God is, it means God is great. Yeah, but why you need to say it like thousand times? During you taking a mader. A, ho- a garden hoe. A garden hoe and, and you fucking cut a head <laughs> of Jewish person. Actually, as a non-religious people, try to understand the like... Okay, I'm like really into the Brian Johnston massacre uh, music, but do I go in the street and say, Anthony's great, everybody know Anthony's No, no. Can you explain me religious people? Okay, right before we get to that question, (laughs) shout out to Anton Newcomb for his 
I guess it was a tweet today. If you think the Jews are the problem, you better pray to God that you never, ever piss me off. Understood? Question mark. Big ups to Anton. Wow. Jews and Israelis in Israel, around the world, are not in agreement on anything. And they're not in agreement on bagels. And they're not in agreement on this war. And they're not in agreement about the government. And we're just not in agreement. And then other people abroad are like, ooh, look at that Jew. He said this, that he must be right. And I'm like, at first it was like, oh my God, the audacity of even doing that like stand-in thing where you're just like, well, I'm a Jew and this is what I say and I have authority. But it's like, oh my God, fuck yeah, we have diversity of opinion. That's amazing. We feel free to speak our mind and ask questions. We're the people of the book. We ask questions. We argue. We argue with God. Israel means he argued with God or something. Really? <laughs> is that what it means? Wait a second. Let me get this right. So first we went through freedom of speech. Then we went to freedom from speech. And now we're going to freedom of speech for hate speech. Like... We're, we're trying to advocate, like people are trying to advocate for the right to march through and say, burn the Jews, gas the Jews and like these harrowing mobs. Free speech is great, but it requires counter speech to be super effective. And the, what's what's troubling about what's going on on campuses, is it's not just free speech, it's intimidation, it's harassment, it's bullying, it's pulling at flags, it's hitting Jewish students with flags and screaming at them and calling for them to be gassed. That's not free speech. That's intimidation. Those are bullying tactics. You remember bullies at school, Dor? Of course I do. Shout out to Rotten I heard you are big shot in high tech now, but I know who you really are. I used to walk around with a Star of David when I was younger, but in the past 10, 15 years, even if I'd wanted to do that, like that's not patriotism, but like wearing the symbol, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to wear a Star of David anymore. And I got to the point where I just kind of accepted that in the world, there's people that don't like us or that um, I'll just, you know, avoid certain behavior to like make sure that I stay safe. And then someone here called me out on it years ago and they were like, why are you accepting that kind of a bullshit reality? Like people can walk around with crosses. It would be absurd to think that someone would should be afraid of walking around with a fucking cross or with a hijab or something. So why are you accepting a reality in which you're afraid to walk around with a star of David? That's an unacceptable situation to find yourself in. And now not being as much of a Jewish American, but more of like an Israeli American Jew, I was reflecting on it today that it's like, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm, 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 I'm not like, Oh man, I missed the signs to get out of here in time. I'm like, fuck it. No one's going to like, I'm not going to make myself small anymore or like take up less space. Like, wasn't that the whole fucking point of this like feminism and like becoming a stronger woman, like so that I could like get in touch with these parts of myself and like, not have an eating disorder and make myself smaller, not like, you know, um, overcompensating people, please like really get in touch with who I am as a woman. And now it's like these, these movements that help bring me here that it doesn't matter what she wore. 
there, under no circumstances is it acceptable for a woman to be raped. And we believe her even when there's no evidence. And now those currents are, have completely flipped on their head because we're faced with a rape sentence for Jewish Israeli women, essentially, and for non-Jewish Israelis women that are here. A, a, a rape sentence, I'll call it, like a death sentence, that it doesn't matter how good you are, that you deserve that kind of ending. And so maybe the gloves need to come off because I'm not a punching bag and none of my sisters are punching bags and none of us are going to be punching bags. And whatever's going on right now with the name calling and all this shit, I'm not going to just sit here in a corner and cry and have panic attacks. Like I'm done. Like let's do it like MMA style. Let's get in the ring. Because a lot of people are like doing this pacifist shit shtick right now. And I, I wish I had the luxury of just being like, absolutely no war, but there are like actual bad actors going on right now. And I think that it's time to just like kind of boop, boop, like ostrich, like pull the head back out of the sand and just like assess that we're in a crazy situation. And it's, and like the lack of condemnation as infuriating as it is, it's like, thank you so much for making yourselves publicly known because now we know who our friends are and who like our enemies are. It's just like easier for us to proceed from here. You know what I mean? You know, that's the problem with identity politics. There's still no room for an identity like mine. I don't think that I understand better the term identity politic. My question is like, who am I, you know? Well, who do you want to be? What is my identity? On, on some level, I, I kind of envy you, Dor, you know? Tell me more. It's this feeling of always feeling like you're outside, looking in, and never, never really allowed to have a seat at the table. But when you're from one place, and your parents are from that place, and your grandparents are from that place, and there's this continuity, I can get that you're probably like, oh my God, it's probably better abroad. And I totally respect that. And I've also still have those questions that come to mind. I guess I envy that sense of continuity that provides a sense of stability and it also gives you um, an authority from other people and you have to, I guess, fight. You have to work less to get a seat at the table when, when you have that continuity and when you do speak up, people listen to what you have to say instead of saying, oh, no, no, you don't get it. Oh, no, 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 you're not from here. Oh, no, 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 you don't understand. And... Frankly, I'm tired, you know? Now fade out and we can go crazy. I think that my role here in this podcast, I'm looking at the both of you, Dor and Amy. I feel like Dor has all the uh, escapism covered. Right? Rock and roll, music, high-end coffee, the best places in Tel Aviv. This is the drugs we're going to do. He's the one telling our listeners... that life goes on and we are able to compartmentalize in Israel and live our life. True? 
Exclamation point. Exclamation mark. Exclamation point. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Exclamation point. Exclamation mark. I confused you. Exclamation mark. Exclamation. 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 This is the most psychedelic part of the episode. And I feel like now that I know you a little bit, you, you know your shit. You're, you're a serious person. You are in the world of journalism and activism. Uh, you know a lot of people. You've got your finger on the zeitgeist in relation to, to the war and to the ongoing conflict and to the, um, the discourse surrounding Israel in general on a high level, academic, uh, political, journalistic level. Uh, so I feel like when I come in, maybe I can be a counterpart to you for that. I feel like he, get, he gets bored if you talk too much politics, right? You can talk politics with me. We can get deep into history and politics that maybe uh, though uh, will zone out of that stuff. And maybe I can't stop thinking of the poor people. Uh, uh, hunted down by these monsters, these cannibals, these, you know, attackers, and the horrible, unspeakable, unbelievable things that they did to people in the world, in our country, 45 minutes from here, in the year 2023. Can't stop thinking about that because of the horrible things that we know happened on October 7th. I thought maybe this is something we'll talk about today, about dreams. I've been having this dream of, like, just give me, just shoot me in the head. Uh, it's, it seems it's such a relief to just die and not go through the horrible, horrible things that I keep, you know, uh, seeing and hearing and uh, looking at uh, people recounting what happened on that day, the... The, the unbelievable violence and and everything I don't want to say the words anymore I feel like we, we've said them enough but I really I had this dream where I'm I'm held by the Hamas but my hands are tied and it's just a question of who's gonna kill me when and what horrible thing are they gonna do to me and then there's in my dreams there's the Hamas lady what did they call them uh, Liberty whatever terrorist. And I, I, I beg her to just shoot me in the head. Please, 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 please just shoot me in the head. And, and then I get on my knees in the dream. And she, she says, she says, it's okay, I'm going to take care of you. We're going to do it quickly. You won't feel anything. She holds the gun to my head and, and, and she clicks it and something doesn't work. She says, oh shit, I'm sorry. We're going to try again. Five, four, three, two, one. And then I woke up. Amy, I understand you've canceled my uh, my segment, my update segment. Is this because I was a bad update correspondent, and you're passively aggressively just you just canceled me, or is there another reason? <laughs> Why is there no more booby update? Um, okay, first of all, I do not have. Uh, exclusive final say on stuff here like mm. it, it's a we operation okay Dor and Amy yeah you canceled me Dor in a way in a way you, you stabbed me in the back 
I thought no, none of friend. us, listen, none of us okay. are responsible. This is not the time to talk about responsibility. Emotionally raw coverage. One day, mm-hmm. I don't know when, but we're going to turn over all the stones uh-huh. and we're going to find whoever's responsible. Yes, Vadat Hakira. Yeah, we're going to do a whole, um, you know, investigations yes. committee. We're well, gonna that's re- what the politicians we're, are saying. We're going to f- win the war and then figure out who, who made the mess. Bibi Netanyahu, Gantz, Gallant, they gave that press conference last night and they were like, we went in. If there was any doubt about what happened Friday night, here we are to formally say ground invasion started. Why do I have to be like an really like <laughs> Angry, 60 years old, gray hair, dude. That's a... Why, like, you can be just a, a, a nice gentleman? Why you must be so... How do you say? Zoef? Cranky? Yeah, he's, he's like, he's crabby. He's like, I don't know. His vibe is like... We're going in. But he has a, like, smirk on his face when he talks. Like, he pisses me off. And then, like, everyone, you know, everyone, every senior leader, every director of anything... In this country, like for the past few weeks, has been like, I take responsibility. No, I take responsibility. I take responsibility for the omissions here. I take responsibilities for the deaths. And this guy's just like, eh. I wanted to declare something, yeah? Like to, to have a, give a statement. Mm. Maybe I don't have gray hair. I can do declare. It's called declare. Uh, it depends on what you're about to say. I want to, to have a statement. <laughs> the nation of Israel. New York people who listen to me right now. They're not just in New York. There's people listening in Colorado, California, Mexico. U.S. people listen to me. Also Canada. I told Amy, I will give myself like like my time, my quote unquote talent. Amazing editing skills, production, Uh, co-hosting, everything. Mm -hmm. Till episode 50. Five Five zero. So... Till 5-0, we need to get funding. Like, I will begin with dollar for an episode. This is I can live forever, okay? I don't think you should tell them what, like, our... That's going to become our new maximum. You know what I mean? I will do a beep. I will do a beep. Okay, but what are we doing? Okay, I have an idea. Anything. You know some Jewish, extremely rich, call him. Give him the... the, (laughs) Send him a link. You know, like uh, people in a network, in podcast network, send him the fucking podcast. We need help. Also, if you have a company or a product, we would love to be your advertisers, potentially, depending on what you're selling and, and promo codes, affiliate links, you know, like exactly. we, we are open for business. We are open for opportunities. And, yeah. And we can also do like an, another podcast. Yeah. Just for you, a special podcast. Totally. In every subject. We'll talk you, about anything you want. You don't know how much podcast I, I edit in my life. It could be like in any fucking topic from Torah. From uh, a what? Torah. From the Torah. I thought you were saying toilet. From, from, the, from <laughs> toilet to Torah to like, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of fetishization that happens about these like glorious times that preceded us, you know, and we need to go back to these like idyllic times, which is preposterous in my opinion. I don't want to go back to any time, you know, it would be fun to be burning my bra at Woodstock in the sixties. That would be a really fun time. I'd love to like, you know, go back for a second and back to the future as DeLorean and experience that. But I think 
releasing from that fantasy is critical for humanity to actually encounter the present and move into the future. And we need to, my opinion, wake up and smell the reality of nothing is new, the dark forces, the creative forces, it's all here. It's always, always been here. The time now is to educate ourselves, to really think critically, to feel, to feel each other, to be kinder, to be more loving. If this really is the end of days, I don't want my last days to be just harrowing and nightmarish. I'm going to keep smiling at strangers on the street and I'm going to keep hugging people and I'm going to keep making weird jokes to break up tension and I'm going to love harder, not less. And I'm not going to go into the great night dark and defeated and deprived of humanity because frankly, I don't think that as unprecedented as all this is, the emotional maelstrom isn't new. It's, it's not new at all. And that allows me to connect to humanity across time. And it allows me to connect to 90 year olds that are living through this right now and two year olds that are living through this and neighbors that come from different places, because we are a lot more similar than anyone else would have us think. Wow. Give me 10% of your romantic perspective on the world. And I'm like, Janusz fucking Kolchak. And maybe hope this whole like thing, like, oh, I hope it'll be better. I hope it'll, it kind of keeps you where you are, like hoping that something will change, but I don't need to hope that something's going to change. I know that things are changing all the time. Impermanence is, is the thing like change is the constant. I'm actually comforted by that now that everything can flip in an instant. It's also, if you think about it a little bit, empowering that we can decide that yes, you know, I don't want to get into free will. That's like a whole box within a dream within a box. But, um, if that makes, I, I don't know. Does that make sense? It's like, I can relate that you don't want to hold on on hope. And also I think the national anthem, it sucks. And also they stole the melody. Where'd they steal it from? It was like a Shir Am. Oh, I was like a national folk song? From East of Europe or something. Do you think people are going to listen to the beginning of the episode if it was so unfocused? Do you think they're going to make it to the end? The one who stayed till now? She's dead. Can you translate it? Yeah, this far, one second. I also wanted to say that all these people that think that they're like gonna get rid of like this feeling that Jews have that like people hate us, like that feeling is stronger than ever now. Like that's literally what this is leading to. You know what I mean? No, but I'm with you. I love you. Whoever made it this far is a winner. And we appreciate you big time. And anyone that didn't make it, well, I guess, Julie's <laughs> Dan. Amen. Amen. Let's sing. 
I'm beautiful in my way Cause God makes no mistakes I'm on the right track Baby, I was born this way Don't hide yourself in regret Just love yourself and you're set I'm on the right track Baby, I was born this way Ooh, there ain't no other way Baby, I was born this way Baby, I was born this way Born this way Ooh, there ain't no other way Baby, I was born this I'm way I'm on the right track Baby, I was born this way Credit Thanks to Shema, Jonathan Gall, Maya Schlesinger Dork Comet, I couldn't ask for a better co-host than you Co-producer, co I'm Amy Sapan Thanks so much for listening Stay safe and stay tuned <laughs>